quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship at our Wednesday night refreshing. Times of refreshing come from his presence. Amen. Are you ready to be refreshed tonight? Those of you that are watching, we just welcome you as you tune in. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we have a good God. And we give you thanks and praise for your goodness. We worship you, we bless you, and we praise you. You are good and greatly to be praised. And we magnify you, Lord. We welcome you here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together.
ourselves to you. Bless your holy name. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. Oh, stand up. Stand up and be counted. 
Shake off the heavy bands of oppression. Come against the tyranny. Just as my children took a stand against Nebuchadnezzar, I'm calling you to stand today. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you going to stand? Amen. We're going to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And nothing is powerful enough to knock us off. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they, aren't they, don't they do a fantastic job? Yes. Tell you what, we appreciate their faithfulness and their skill. Glory to God. And we're glad that you're here this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. God's got something for us tonight. And uh, before I dismiss the kids, just want to let you know that, ladies, this Friday is woven. Hallelujah. 6 p.m. So women of victory who enjoy new life, come and gather and hear what the Lord says. Have a great time with food and fellowship and enjoying your freedom. Amen. And then... uh, Coming up, our youth are going to be going to Lancaster to see uh, Sean Foyt. They're, what's it called? Uh, Let Us Worship. They're having a Let Us Worship event in Lancaster. That's October 23rd. You can look that up for the times. And then, man, we're going to kick off October at the end on October 29th and 30th for our Everyday Hero Men's Conference. And uh, I encourage you to get in on that. It's going to be a great time. Kel Steiner, my brother-in-law, will be here with us, and uh, he's going to be our guest on that Friday and Saturday, and then uh, he'll be with us on Sunday morning as well. Praise the Lord. Well, I wanted to read you something before I dismiss the kids from the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, <laughs> it says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving. All because God loves hilarious generosity. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you. You want to be overwhelmed with every form of grace? Every form of God's ability, every form of favor, every form of goodness? So that you will have more than enough of everything. Your giving determines your possessing. Every moment and in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing that you do. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. 
So put your seed in the ground tonight. Amen. Well, you say, well, I gave on Sunday. Well, you can give again, too. Amen. And if you're watching online, you get in on this, too. Go to our website. Give any time during the service. Seed container there. Seed container there. However you want to do it. Father, I proclaim and pronounce a blessing upon every gift and giver, Lord. I thank you, Father, that they're going to overflow. And they're going to be able to do, they're going to be able to increase their good things. Amen. And we just give you praise and honor and glory for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kids. Are you ready for Kids Life Wednesday night? Glory to God. Have a great time. Learn about Jesus. Have a divine encounter. Hallelujah. Whoo, God is good. How good, how often is he good? All the time. Amen. Well, tonight is some fresh manna. God gave me the title while I was studying tonight. I didn't really know what direction to go, but he knows. Amen. So my message tonight is God is not too good to be true. I couldn't say God is absolutely good because that's already a book title. (laughs) So God is not too good to be true. Some people think he is too good to be true. If you think God is too good to be true, then you're not going to be able to receive from him. If you think that God's goodness is too complex, you're not going to be able to receive from him. But God is really good as he says he is. And we want to receive from God's goodness tonight. So, I want you to go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And we're going to look at this and we're going to build your faith tonight on God's goodness. You know, you can trust God's goodness. He wants to share his goodness with you. That's why his goodness is. He wants to share his goodness. Say, God is sharing his goodness with me. Yeah, he has no restriction on his goodness. Anybody who wants it can have it. Amen? Anybody who wants to come to him can come to him. Anybody that wants to call on him can call on him. You're not going to get a drop call. You won't have a robocall, and he won't put you on hold. God doesn't need a secretary. He will answer his, your call personally. Yes. Thank you, he doesn't have a switchboard. He is the switchboard. Yes. Amen? Yes. When you're omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent, you can do that. It's no problem for you. See, it's no problem for God. It's no problem for God. So in James chapter 1, I'm going to read it from the King James and then from the Amplified. Every good gift. Whoa. There's not one thing that God doesn't do or give that's not good. Everything that God does and is and gives is good. Every good and perfect gift mm, is from where? It's from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. Well, who's the Father of lights? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, so who's the Father of the light? 
God the Father, amen? With whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. There's no changing. You're never going to change God from being good. God is always going to be good. That's his nature. It's what he does. He does good works. He does good things. He makes good things. Amen? So let's read this from the Amplified. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. Woo! It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens. In whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, no or shadow cast by his turning. If you're all light, you have no shadow. He is perfect and never changes. Glory to God. What kind of gifts come from him? Good gifts. Say, my father is a giver of good gifts. And I'm a recipient of good gifts. I receive good gifts. I reject bad gifts. Hallelujah. All right. Now, are you sure every gift that comes from God is good? Amen. So let me build your faith. You know, when God created man, he said, you're very good. Say, I'm very good. God made gold that was good. Right? You read Genesis 2, 2 12. He said, The gold of that land is good. Say, gold is good. He owns gold, he paves the streets with it. Amen? And uh, God was. Good to Abraham, he said, you're going to reach a good old age. Yes. And how many know in God's kingdom there's some good old boys <laughs> and good old girls, right? Say, I'm good. I'm good. Hallelujah. You may not have been good, but when you met Jesus, you became good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your behavior changed. Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Exodus 120, God was good to the midwives. He gave them houses and he multiplied Israel. The Bible talks about good ground. There is a ground that's good. You want to put your seed in good ground. Right? The Bible talks about good news. Right? God's purpose is spreading the good news. Amen? The Bible talks about good fruit. Right? You want to produce good fruit. Right? Good ground, good tree produces good fruit. Right? The Bible talks about a good man with a good treasure. Do we got some good, good people in here with good treasure? Amen. Yeah. You've got the richest treasure of all. God deposited his greatest treasure in you. You, We are a treasure. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. What's this earthen vessel? It's our fleshly body. God deposited his son into you. Greatest treasure of all. Right? The Bible talks about being a good and faithful servant. Right? A good and faithful servant. The Bible talks that Jesus is a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. This is not whack a sheep. This is feed, feed, lead, and guide a sheep. Not whack a sheep. All right? 
God's not into the whacking business. He's into the feeding, leading, and guiding business. That's why he's a good shepherd. Amen? He talks about good deeds. He talks about people having a good reputation. He talks about good character. I want you to go to Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. Look at verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Not only does God have goodness, he's rich in goodness. He's got more goodness. to He could spread around his goodness to everyone in this world and not miss a drop. He has an abundant supply. Do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. What led us to repentance? It was the goodness of God. When we saw his love, his kindness, his favor, his forgiving. Amen? Amen. That's what led us to repentance. It's always God's goodness that causes a turnaround. Amen? Because when you get to the point where he's judge, that might be too late. But God's goodness goes before you. His forbearance. How long did God wait for you to choose him? Amen? All of us is different, right? But God was patient. And when you accepted him, he never said it's about time. Amen? He just said, welcome to the family. Why? Because he's good. Hallelujah. So our God is good. He, he did things according to his good pleasure. You know, God has a good plan for your life. He has good purposes. Right? Our God is good. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 10, what am I doing? We're building your faith on God's goodness. You can trust God's goodness to supply what you need, want, and desire in your life. You've got to know that God is good. Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, I've got to read this from the Amplified. This is powerful. For we are his workmanship. What is that? That is his own masterwork, a work of art. Whoo, say, I'm a work of art. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a work of art. And I'm literally a work of art because my dad is art. (laughs) Created in Christ Jesus. You were actually recreated in Christ. Okay? Christ is our pattern. Created in Christ, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for what kind of works? Good works. God wants you to do some good works. What's a good work? Anything that God is in is a good work. Prepared, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life 
which he prearranged and made ready for us. How many want to live the good life that God prearranged for us? Amen. God's got a good life that he called you to. Not a bad life, but a good life. It's been prearranged, prepackaged. It's a prepackaged benefit for accepting Jesus Christ. Good works. Good life. Amen. Everything that God is into is good. Why? Because when he gets into it, he makes it good. Amen. He makes marriage good. He makes children good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Let's go to Exodus chapter 18. Exodus chapter 18. God is not too good to be true. He is as good as he says he is. He really is. He really is good. And he wants to be good to you. Healing is good. Prosperity is good. Salvation is good. It's the greatest gift of all time. The Holy Spirit is good. Hallelujah. The anointing is good. Joy in the Holy Ghost is good. Joy does the body good. Amen? In Exodus chapter 18, starting with verse 9. Well, actually, uh, let's let's back up to verse 7. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and did obeisance and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and they came into the tent. Okay, so he greeted. Moses had just uh, delivered the people from Egypt. You know, God brought them through and now he's meeting his father-in-law. They're just catching up. All right, they're having some tea and some biscuits and some cookies or whatever. And... uh, And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. Everybody say, for Israel's sake. God redeemed Israel from Egypt because he is good. And when he encounters his people, when when he knows that his people are oppressed, he works to deliver them. Because deliverance is good. God does not, God hates bondage. He hates oppression. It gets him riled up and he goes and sends people into the atmosphere. You need to change that. Moses, you need to go and deliver my people. God's always going to work through a person. So it was for Israel's sake and all the travail that had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness 
which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he delivered out of the hand. When you hear about God's goodness, when you see God's goodness in action, when you experience God's it sparks rejoicing in your heart. It causes you to get excited about God. Hallelujah. It opens the door of opportunity, glory to God. Jethro, when he heard about the good things that God did, he began to rejoice. And he said, verse 10, Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of the Pharaoh who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. Guess he didn't know that before. But he had to hear some good news of some good deliverance that took place in his family's life, his son-in-law. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. I guess he didn't, you know, he was wondering about that. For in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. And Jethro... Moses' father-in-law took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. They had a celebration to God to celebrate. What were they celebrating? His goodness. They were celebrating the nature of God, the characteristic of God. He is good. Amen? Amen. We might as well just take a celebrating break. Let's just celebrate God's goodness. He's been good to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's been good. Hallelujah. If he was good then, he'll be good now. He'll be good tomorrow. He'll be good next week. Glory to God. God never punches out of being good. He doesn't even take a 10-minute break of being good. He is good. And that's not going to change. All right, let's go to Exodus 33. Exodus 33. Whoo! And let's go down to... um, To verse uh, 16, Exodus 33, verse 16. For wherein shall it be known here that I and your people have found grace in your sight? Where do you find grace? Do you know where you find grace? I know we have a grace sitting here, but that's not what I'm talking about. We find grace before God's throne. Hebrews 4.16 says, Come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace. So anybody that found grace in the Bible were going before God. Noah found grace. What was he doing? He was going before God in the midst of evil and wickedness. Amen? We need to find some grace today. So... Is it not that uh, 
Is it not in that you go with us? So shall we be separated, I and your people, from all the people that are on the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken. Did you know that God is so good? When, when, he, when you agree with him, he'll do what you ask him. As long as it's within his will. Amen. The Bible is fair game for you. You can have everything, anything that's in here. Prosperity, joy, peace, help, strength, mercy, whatever. If it's in here, you can have it. If it's in here, you can do it. If it's in here, you can be it. And if it's not in here and he wants you to have it, he'll tell you personally. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Verse 18. And he said, I beseech you, show me your glory. How many want to see God's glory? God's glory is in his goodness. If you want to see God's glory, look to his goodness, and his glory will shine through. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Oh, hallelujah. God's goodness is about to pass before you tonight. All of his goodness. What was that? That was his goodness. I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will show mercy on who I will show mercy. And he said, you can't see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand upon a rock. Oh, my goodness, you have been transferred to the rock When you made Jesus Christ your Lord. He is the rock of our salvation. Amen. He is the chief cornerstone. And when you stand on the rock, you have full sight of God's goodness, of God's glory. Hallelujah. When you're in Christ Jesus, you have access to the mysteries of God, to the secrets of God, to the hidden things of God. It begins to be opened up to you. Hallelujah. When you stand on the rock, the rock is by God. The rock is sitting on his right hand right now in heaven in the name of Jesus. And we're standing on the rock glory to God that gives you that opens your eyes to see and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cliff of the rock and I will cover you with my hand While I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back parts. But my my goodness, if you God's back parts are so good. (laughs) Amen. When you going to see his front parts? When you get to heaven, or if he appears to you? Amen. But isn't that awesome? Moses said, "I want to see your glory," and God says, "My goodness is going to pass before you." Are you ready for his goodness to pass by? While his goodness is passing by, grab a hold of it. How do you grab a hold of it? By faith. See, a lot of people let their miracles pass them by. Because they want to feel it or 
with their senses, right? But we can't go by our senses, and when God is moving, the only thing that we can do is reach out by faith, by believing in who he is and what he has done, by trusting in who he is and what he has done. And when we do that, we receive of his goodness. Because in his goodness is everything you could ever want, need, or desire. There is plenty in his goodness. There is no lack in his goodness. There is healing in his goodness. There's wisdom in his goodness. There's understanding in his goodness. There's power in his goodness. Amen? And God put his goodness into his grace. And he distributed it through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God's grace is his goodness in action. It's his power, his ability, his favor. God's favor and God's goodness are, are, are uh, synonyms. Not cinnamon, but synonyms. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, let's go to First Chronicles chapter 16. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 34. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 16 and verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? He is good. Is his goodness worth thanking him for? Let's give God thanks for his goodness. Oh, thank the Lord that he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. All right, let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 13. It came to pass. Oh, it's on the way. Say it's on the way. Yes. Woo. Ha. Whatever you believe God for, it's on the way. Yes. When you're going to see it, it's on the way. When you're going to feel it, it's on the way. Amen? we got to get in the position of it's on the way. In other words, we know that it's coming. We know that we have it. Why? I got my ticket. Amen? My ticket is J-E-S-U-S. That's my passcode. Amen? My ticket, glory to God, gives me access to everything that God has. It's on the way. My healing's on the way. Amen? I know it's coming. I know it's, I know it's mine. I've already possessed it. Amen? But you know, it's got to dock into the position. Glory to God. As the trumpeters and singers were as one or in unison to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is what? Good. His mercy endures forever. Then the house. Everybody say then. Yes. 
Then the house was filled with the cloud. See, when you start celebrating God's goodness, his glory manifests. It was when, when the trumpets and the singers were all as one and they were singing, the Lord, he is good. And oh, and that's when the glory came in. And that's when they couldn't enter the house. We've got to stir ourselves up. Yes. Amen. We've got to be people of praise. Yes. We're not complainers. We're not whiny babies. We're not grumblers or mumblers. Amen. We are praisers. And praise taps into the power of God. Amen. Glory to God. And then let's go to chapter 7, verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. Whoo! And consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. And when the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, you can see God's goodness in action. And the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good and His mercy endures forever. Every time you praise the goodness of God, His glory shows up and does magnificent, wonderful, incredible, fantastic things. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. David said in Psalm 23 6, He said, Surely. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to be hooked up to somewhere to dwell. Amen. Amen. Goodness and mercy are following you. Why? They follow you to protect you. They follow you to provide for you. They follow you to help you. They follow you to deliver you. They They follow you to heal you. Wherever you go, goodness and mercy. Power twins. I got some twins following me. They're called goodness and mercy. Everywhere I go, they go. Hallelujah. They never leave me. Why? Because I need God's goodness. There might be times when when I encounter trouble or difficulty arises and I'm going to need his goodness. I'm going to need his mercy to help me overcome, to help me go through. Amen. Glory to God. David knew of a fact, surely these two things are following me. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Psalm 27, 13. This is a good one. (laughs) You know, God's goodness is not for dead people. It's in the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13. I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Guess what? We're in the land of the living. And you're going to see the goodness of God. Amen? You're going to see the goodness of God and and how he provides and how he cares for you. Amen? Glory to God. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. Oh, he's like Maxwell House. He's good to the last drop. Hallelujah. 
the, the one taste is so good, and you just, oh, you just can't have, you just, you just can't have one, amen? I got to have more than one taste of God. Yeah. I've tasted and seen that he is good. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah. Oh, that's good. Mm. I just took a taste. That's good. Mm. Mm. I just took it. And get, oh, you're, you're, oh, my goodness. He, he's not going to, there's no negative effects. You can't overdose on his goodness. We, we serve a too good God. He is too good. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Psalm 73, 1. Truly, God is good to Israel. And we're adopted Israels, Israelis. We're the stars that were related to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, God says you're going to you're going to have relatives like the sand and the stars. We're the stars. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 100 verse 5, the Lord is good. Glory to God. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 13 and then we're going to close with this. Matthew chapter 13 verse 54. Hallelujah. God is not too good to be true. Everything he said he is, he is. Everything he said he'll do, he'll do he does. He doesn't lie. He doesn't cheat. He doesn't steal. Amen. He is the truth. He is perfection. All right. Verse 53, Matthew chapter 13. It came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed there. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished. They weren't astonished at the revelation. They were astonished because they only saw him from the natural side of life. And said, where has this, where did this wisdom come from? They were astonished because they never heard a carpenter use such wisdom. They could only see him as a carpenter. They couldn't see him as savior. They only saw him as a carpenter. They couldn't see him as healer. You know, how you see God will determine what you get from God. What you see him as is what you can have from him. So how do you see him? Do you see him as Lord, Savior, Master? You know, if you see him as Lord and master, that means he gets to make the rules. And we just say, yes, sir. (laughs) Okay? So where did he get this wisdom? And where did, how can he do these mighty works? I saw him carrying around a hammer and nail. What's he doing? Doing miracles. I didn't know that that was part of the carpenter's tool belt. Well, it is. Amen? I got a tool. I got a, I got a miracle in my pocket. Watch me pull a miracle out of my hat, Rocky. You know, Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
Is not this the carpenter's son? Thought he was God's son. He is God's son, but he's also the son of man. Is not his mother called Mary? That's kind of a... Yeah, isn't his mother called Mary? Like, they just like... It's nonchalant, you know? And his brethren, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas... You know, by the way, if you read a book called Jude, that was written by Jesus' half-brother. He came around to believing in Jesus in the latter part. Not quite in the beginning, but he came around. Amen? Aren't you glad that people can come around? Amen. Not, they might not be on the same page now, but they can come around. Yes. Amen? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Boy, how many kids did they have? Doesn't say how many sisters. Where then has this man all these things? How did he get these things? Where did these things come from? Okay? They're not seeing the goodness of God. Because they're only looking to him from a natural perspective. They're thinking that God, that he's too good to be true. Okay? And his sisters, okay... And they were offended in him. Whoa. You mean because someone exceeded your natural expectations that you get offended? Yeah. <laughs> they got offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of what? Their unbelief. They only believed him to be a carpenter, not a healer, not a savior, not a Lord, not the Messiah. All right, go to Mark chapter 6. The same story, but it says a little different detail. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Now he went from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach. Notice he began to teach. He just started teaching. They didn't even enter into the beginning of his teaching. They didn't embrace what he was saying. They, didn't, they couldn't read beyond what was being said. You know, you, you, with the Holy Spirit, you can, you can read beyond the lines. Right? And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From where has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? He obviously performed miracles while he was teaching. Or before that, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work. That's the detail. Matthew said he didn't. Mark said he couldn't. Save he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, a people with minor ailments, and healed them. Amen? And he marveled because of their unbelief. Would you not rather Jesus marvel at your faith versus your unbelief? 
if you're going to get God excited, why don't you get excited about your faith, not your unbelief? And he went round about the villages teaching. Why did he go around about the villages teaching? He wanted to build their faith. He wanted to demonstrate to them that he is good, but he had to build their faith. He had to change their image. And teaching the word of God changes your image from defeat to victory. It changes your image from helpless to hopeful. It changes your image from the bottom to the top. So Jesus corrected. He went around correcting the unbelief. He drove out the unbelief with his word. He taught them. He, from, he went around the area. I like that. Amen. He had to build up their faith about his goodness. Because they thought that he was too good to be true. And they were astonished. Amen. But we're not astonished tonight. You know why? Because we know that God is good. Yes. We know that he is capable. Yes. He is able. I like what, what uh, uh, Abraham said as Paul records it in Romans 4. Abraham knew that God was able to perform what he promised. Amen. Do you know that God's able? Yes. How many believe that God's able? He's able to perform what he said. He's able to carry out his word. He's able to bring it to pass. He's able to do it for you. Why? He wants to do it for you because he is good. He is. He is too good. He is good. He's good now. He's good in a few minutes. He's good in an hour from now. That's never going to change. We just have to put our trust in his goodness. Amen. We have to rest in his goodness. We have to be confident that he's good to us, that he's good to me. Amen. You believe that God is good to you? Hallelujah. If you believe that God is good to you, stand to your feet. Our God is good and greatly to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord God is a sun and shield. Psalm 8411. No good thing will he with hold to them that walk uprightly God is not withholding good from us if we're not receiving good it's us it's not him if there's a block somewhere God doesn't have a block if a change needs to be made God doesn't need to change his mind he doesn't need to change his statement if there's a change that needs to be made, we need to change. Because sometimes we're just not in the position to receive, but we can get into that position. Amen? Through humbling ourselves and trusting in God, not leaning to our own understanding, but acknowledging him in all of our ways that, we, that he may direct our paths. God wants to direct you tonight to victory. Amen. He wants you to direct. He wants to direct you to victory in your life. Victory over every challenge. Victory in every circumstance. Victory over any opposition or any mountain that's in your way. God has enabled you to tap into his goodness 
Hallelujah. We tap into his goodness through praise, through thanksgiving, right? Through rejoicing and celebrating. Amen. And, and his goodness comes in and it moves, it lifts the burden, it removes the barrier, it takes off the limit, and there is freedom. Amen. 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 So if you need to be free from something tonight, or if you need to overcome something tonight, or if you need something tonight, if you need to have something or get something tonight, his goodness is here. And his goodness is a ready dispensary, dispensary, whatever that word is. Dispensary, that's it, yes. You don't have to put a quarter in the machine to get the goods. You have been qualified by God to receive from him. Amen? All you have to do is to believe and trust. Amen? You don't have to do anything else. You won't have to do 10 cartwheels. You won't have to jump up 20 times. You just need to come to your father and say, I need this, I need that, or whatever it is, and he will give it to you because he is good. Amen? So if you have a need in your life, a need in your body, a need in your family, a need in your finances, whatever it may be, I just want to encourage you tonight. Tonight is a night to receive from his goodness. Amen. So if you need something from God, come and get it. Come and get it. Amen. Come and get it. You're walking up here tonight.